Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here, uh, recording from Italy on the field uh, as we're serving as missionaries, Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and being used by the Lord to plant more churches. Uh, this uh, episode today comes from an update that we sent out recently. Uh, as you know, if you're a follower of this podcast, uh, about every 10 days or so, every 10 days-ish, we send out uh, a short update, brief, just a couple points uh, of prayer. Uh, or quick things you should you could be aware of to uh, understand ways of involvement, uh, certain things that are happening on the field here. Uh, again, for your involvement as a partner in this ministry uh, among the Italian people for the Lord Jesus Christ. So the title of this particular update this time is Inauguration, and that has to do with us uh, visiting uh, longtime friends here in Italy, other missionaries, uh, who just inaugurated a new church hall for uh, uh, a small church body that is now formed officially uh, north of Udine, which is in the northeast of Italy in the region called Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, Friuli for short. And uh, we were invited to come and be a part of that celebration, join them, and we were happy to be there with them for that. Uh, so we'll mention that briefly. We'll talk about that in this update. Uh, we'll also mention a couple uh, new prayer requests, ways that you can join in. And uh, even a special need, something that if you feel uh, uh, moved to donate towards, there is a specific need that you could donate towards to help us uh, further the ministry here in Italy and help uh, Italians uh, get more of what they need to be better disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll look at that in a moment. And also, a see, uh, we'll talk about uh, a couple ways to serve, as usual. Just a reminder, an invitation for those who would uh, like to get involved uh, personally here on the Mission Field in Italy or let somebody they know uh, become aware of possibilities for them to get involved here on the mission field in Italy. And then we'll also see an exhortation, which will probably, as is the custom, start with that exhortation uh, rather than uh, end with that. Uh, because as I know, uh, I usually have nothing at all to say if not for the Word of God. And that's what gives me something to talk about. And uh, because I'm always dealing with the Word of God, I always seem to have something to say. That's how things work for me. Uh, so this uh, particular verse that we'll look at today comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And as is the custom with me, usually I take verses that are a bit odd, so to speak, uh, but pull out of them important biblical principles that apply to us uh, and that need to be considered. Uh, so these are not, we're not going in depth, we're not going into the context a whole lot, but we are grabbing hold of a principle here today that is important, something that, that we need to be reminded of, and uh, we'll look at that now. It says this, For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Just two verses actually here. Uh, but as I read it again, it's actually loaded with tons of stuff. I could go uh, a number of different directions and talk for a long, long time about a lot of different things. But we're just going to grab one of those things now. We could talk about the wrath of God, which is something that is very important to talk about. Too often in our day is overlooked, not talked about. Even in the, the recent message we heard at the wedding, the famous royal wedding, uh, a lot of talk about the message, how great it was, this and that. But 
Uh, a lot of things were also overlooked that should have been said, and, and the whole love concept doesn't have much weight until we understand that we all are living under the wrath of God, and, and God is so loving that He gives us an opportunity to repent and to turn from our sins, to put our trust in Jesus Christ and be saved. Uh, wrath is a very important thing we could talk about. Uh, but idols is a very important thing we can also talk about here. Uh, God, who He is, the living and true God, as compared to all the false gods, and there's so many out there. Uh, the idea of Jesus Christ, uh, how He delivers, the idea of Jesus Christ raised from the dead. So many different things. But we're going to look at just this one idea, uh, the idea of waiting for His Son. So these are this Paul the Apostle talking to a group of believers in a specific area at a specific time. But that idea uh, for disciples of all areas, disciples of all periods of time here uh, uh, since Christ, we all have this in common. We're waiting for His return. Uh, so as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called to many, many things. Serving, sacrificing, obeying, uh, preaching the gospel, repenting, trusting, going, evangelizing, making disciples, etc. One thing that is often overlooked, though, is just this idea here. We're also called to wait for Christ's return. Uh, as modern Christians, we're surrounded by a great technological advancements we really are it's amazing that i can even record this right now on a little cell phone uh record it and then publish it all right here you know in the home studio amazing amazing things uh we're, we're surrounded by technological advancements and we're used to having things instantly very quickly with the internet and the, and the, the smartphones all these things uh, but as christians a big part of our calling is to wait for the lord's return we're not used to that idea of waiting we don't know how to wait we don't understand that uh, quite so well. Uh, uh, and it's not a still waiting. It's not like God just put your feet up and be bored and wait you know, for the sun to come up or something like that or to go down. Uh, but it's, um, there's a lot for us to do while we're waiting. Uh, but nonetheless, there is a waiting that we must do as Christians. Uh, and, and we can all relate to this. I'm confident of that. Uh, there's so many things we're waiting for in, in our lives. We're waiting for that raise to come so we can uh, have what we need to, to do the things we want to do. We're waiting for that right guy or that right girl to come along. Uh, or we're waiting for our whatever situation to finally come into uh, fruition. All of us are waiting. All of us experience waiting. And even uh, as Christians, we pray and we have needs and we pray and we wait for those prayers to get answered. Or we're we're hoping to see someone get saved that, that we just care about so much. And we're, we're waiting, we're waiting and waiting for them to finally come to the faith. Waiting, we know very well. Uh, if we think about it, waiting is so much of our life. Uh, even the pagan has to do with waiting. Waiting is very important. Or is very much a, prior, uh, a part of life, I should say. Primarily, though, we are waiting for Christ's return when all will be well. And that's the idea... Uh, I want us to think about today uh, as we go about our day and we do about what we're doing. We really are waiting above all for his return. Even Paul mentions it here to you're called to wait for his son from heaven. That's part of what it is that we're called to. Uh, all our dreams, all the wonderful things we expect and want out of life. We're not going to have them now. The world has fallen. We're, there's Sin has plagued the world. We still have this sinful flesh. We can't even worship the Lord as much as we want to and we can't obey as good as we should we're, we're slow we're slothful we're not quick to obey jesus christ it often takes him uh chiseling away at us and little by little finally getting us to surrender uh uh we do want him to return we want to be you know delivered once and for all from this sinful flesh we want to not live in a sinful world that's just fallen and nothing working as it ought to with so many problems 
uh, we do want Jesus to come back. And even John the Apostle said, he, he prayed numerous times, uh, come Lord Jesus, come, come. Uh, we want him to be back. And so we long for that day, for the new heaven, the new earth to be established. And then we'll know joy in full. Uh, our joy will be complete when we set our eyes finally on our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, waiting for the Son to return, waiting for Jesus Christ to return. Be reminded of that today. Uh, that is what you long for above all else. If you truly are born of the Spirit of God, if you truly are a Christian, what you really long for above all is not temporary things now and little excitements here and here and here and there. And then what you really long for, what you really need is Jesus to return. We've been waiting, and that's what we want. That's what we are doing. Paul reminds us of that simple concept today. So uh, are you eager for Christ's return today? Does that thought ever cross your mind? Are you aware he, he still needs to return? And this is not it. Uh, what you're experiencing now is just a taste. It's not, it's not, you're not made to live this. Uh, what The good stuff is still to come. Are you mindful of that? Are you mindful that part of your calling is to wait for Jesus? Have you considered that recently? You're waiting for his return. And how should that reality that you are waiting and that's what you really long for. How should that uh, change how you live today? And what would you do differently if you knew he would be back tomorrow uh, or vice versa? Uh, so can give, give that some thought. Think about that. Uh, you're waiting. How is your waiting going? And that's something that uh, I can encourage all of us uh, to live more for Christ and, and more uh, with his priorities uh, as we live in his grace now. Uh, the inauguration. Uh, there's a photo in the update. Small group of people, as you can imagine, in Italy, uh, churches usually consist of 10 to 20 people. When they're big, they start reaching 30, 40, 50, really, really big, uh, great happenings. Uh, and I remind us all, as I look at this photo myself, I'm reminded all these, these believers and their young believers, they're good folks, their reality is not, they don't live in America. They're not surrounded by large evangelical witness. They live in uh, spiritually speaking, the land of the Lord of the Rings where they're trying to take that ring and put it into the fiery volcano thing. That barren, dry, smoggy area uh, of the world is basically Italy spiritually. That's where these believers live. And so that's why we share this photo with you and, and this idea of a new church that has taken root. These believers need prayer. They need prayer from the, uh, the brethren around the world to understand... Uh, these guys have it rough, and they are very much isolated and alone, and many of them are women, and there's no guys to marry ever, perhaps, and, and it's a tough situation. They'll be tempted, for sure, to look for a man outside of the church, as as many people are, and uh, they need your prayers. So join them in prayer. Uh, uh, may, may God bless that church and cause it to continue to grow for years and years as it gets established more and more, and then becomes a great witness reaching out to many, many people in that area uh, north of the Udine city. Um, so that's all we'll say about that. Uh, we also have in the update, uh, just a quick mention here, our latest track and booklet, which we mentioned in the previous updates leading up. You guys have been praying for that, for us to get that finalized, get it printed and all that, get it going out. It is going out. People are being evangelized in a whole new way through it, which is great. People are following the link, reading the article for free. Uh, and now we pray to see some of them move by it to actually uh, get in touch with us personally and get saved. We evangelize a Jehovah Witness. And here's an interesting story. Uh, I was uh, with the phone messaging a Jehovah Witness who messaged in because he got our track, read the article, was very interested, said amen, this kind of thing. And then it turns out he's a Jehovah Witness, so his idea of, of God and everything is totally distorted. Uh, it's a sect. It's bad. And uh, so we begin talking, getting to talk, and next thing you know, he gets fixed on this idea that Jesus 
didn't die on a cross. You know, how can, give me an answer to that. He didn't die on a cross. He died on a pole, all this kind of nonsense. And he was so fixed on this, so messed up. So I'm grabbing verses from the Bible just to say, well, you know, Paul had a lot to say about the cross. He gloried in the cross. Jesus had a lot to say about the cross. In fact, if you don't take your cross and follow him, you're not even worthy to be his disciple. The cross does has value and it is uh, not what he thinks. And so I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this guy. I'm trying to gather up some verses so I can send them to him and keep this little conversation, this little chat thing going. In the meantime, an African guy, a real African, uh, is begging for money in the Venice area. He lives in Verona. He's here in Venice for a few days just because there's a lot of tourists hoping he can get some cash to go on living his life in any way possible. And uh, he comes in front of me, wants to shake my hand, and I'm thinking, I'm busy. I don't have time for you. I don't know you. Why would I shake your hand kind of thing? And then, I, you know, compassion comes over me. I just start talking to him. You know, he is a real human being, a real guy, and, and I know it's it, – I looked in his eye. It's not easy for him to have to beg for money all the time, and that's tough, and – so we're talking, and uh, he comes and takes a seat next to me, and I'm just getting to know him a little bit and hear his story. I sympathize with him because I know other Africans who have it very rough here in Italy. They're not treated well, and the work is very hard to find, and that's a reality. It's really, really tough. And uh, next thing you know, I, I catch a glimpse of uh, a bracelet on his arm, and it says something about, something about Joshua. So I ask him, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? And he says, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And... Uh, I asked him, real, you know, what are you basing that on? What, uh, what are you basing? I said, are you saved? And he said, yeah. I said, what are you basing that salvation on? And the first thing he says is, well, I have a good heart. And right away, that's a red flag. If you're an evangelist, you know, well, doesn't, no one has a good heart. So you must be confused about something. And then he went on to say, I do this, I do that. I don't do this, I don't do that. I try to do this. And he just listed all the things he does in order to be saved. Uh, typical problem. I hear it more than anything else that's common to man. Uh, most people think salvation comes by what they do, their works, their own works. But with God, it doesn't work that way. So give him an example. Well, listen, if you need money today, and by the way, when you're done, I'm going to give you some money. I want you to have some money. So I had some money in my pocket. I gave it to him at the end. I said, let's, let's, with man, this is how it works. You need money, right? You have two options in the morning. You get up, you have to go find a job somehow. If you can't find a job, you have to go begging and asking for money. And by doing those things, one way or another, money comes to you, you have money. Uh, with God and salvation, it doesn't work that way. Nothing you can do will ever save you. You'll never be good enough and never be righteous enough. And uh, the only way is by believing in the work that Jesus Christ did for you, dying, living a perfect life, which you could not live, and in dying the death that you deserve to die, sinning against holy God. Uh, you put your trust in Him. You repent of your sins. You put your trust in Jesus Christ turn from those sins and begin living for him that is salvation it's called regeneration being born again born anew the rebirth have you heard of that he never heard of that concept we talked about it and uh, at the end of a good nice lengthy meaty discussion with this young man about 25 years old by the way his name is Elvis an African named Elvis is that not amazing or what and uh, this guy I said uh, at the end of the good discussion I said have you ever heard this before do you believe that and he was really stunned he was really thankful to me he said no one has ever told me this this is amazing. This changes everything. I said, yeah, it really does. It totally does. Before, you were doing good things in order to earn something. Now you understand it's been done for you. You received the gift by faith, and you do good things to show your gratitude, to show your thankfulness for what Jesus has done for you, and no one can ever take you out of his hand. He loves you that much. And he was just totally radically changed, and right before my eyes, he believed it, and he went away a totally different person. Uh, I'm convinced. And so that's really exciting. So here I am evangelizing this this Italian Jehovah Witness, and he's hard-headed. He's fixed on stuff that doesn't matter. And he's totally lost. No eyes to see the truth of the gospel. Totally blind. And so we're reminded of God's sovereignty. He saves people when he wants, according to his will, how he wants. Uh, 
It's not up to us. All we can do is present the gospel, present the information, and he works the hearts according to his will. He saves according to his will. So it wasn't yet the time, and it may never be the time, for this Jehovah Witness uh, Italian guy. I pray it will be, though. I pray he really considers the gospel that he heard through me. Uh, but in the same moment, I believe God was encouraging my heart by saying, reminding me simply, it's, it's up to me, Jesse. I got it in my hands. You just keep evangelizing. You keep doing what you're supposed to do. And look, you weren't even looking, and I brought a guy to you. He came to you, sat down, and next thing you know, the gospel changed his life forever. He's safe. Just like that, regenerated right before my eyes. That's the work of God, and that's amazing. Uh, so that's an answer to prayer. I'll never see this guy again. I didn't give him my contact information. He's only in town for two days. He's away. He's gone. But I believe, uh, and that day I was in Venice evangelizing. I only go to Venice to evangelize like once a, once a month or something. I happened to be there. I happened to sit down in that place at that time, and he happened to be coming by. God ordained that moment for Elvis to be saved. He had me go there in order for Elvis, for the first time in his life, to actually hear what the gospel really is, believe in it, and be saved. And uh, and now he's on his way, on his life, continuing on in a different city. And uh, maybe I'll see him again in heaven. That would be wonderful. But uh, all to God the glory. This is a wonderful thing. Uh, One little glimpse of what's happening here on a regular basis in Italy, the the salvation, I wish it was happening anymore. evangelism is happening and we thank you guys for making that possible thank you for praying for this track this booklet and pray it continue to go out and more and more open doors happen on a daily basis uh, for us to get the gospel into the hearts and minds of the people and for god the holy spirit to regenerate that's what needs to happen here in italy so exciting stuff praise god for that uh to conclude our update before i go on telling more and more stories and next thing you know a long time has gone by here and you're tired of hearing my voice my voice makes people fall asleep it's actually quite amazing uh a special need i'll mention this and we do have a special need at the moment, and it's for funds, money, for books. Uh, and I know people, uh, there is such a thing called what I call the, the missionary uh, syndrome or something like that. I forget. I think I call it the missionary syndrome. And when you're a missionary and you show up at a place, at a church, people find out, ah, oh, you're a missionary. Ah. All of a sudden, they have something to do. They got a quick run in the other direction. They forgot to do something. They got to go. Because unfortunately, missionaries were known for needing money, and people always think we want their money, and, and we do. <laughs> we need their money to do what we need to do. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. We always have to ask for money, but we do. We're always on a limited budget. We have very little resources, and we have a lot to do. But one thing we really need, literature, Christian literature, is very, very important. And in places like Italy, I remind you, there is no Christian radio. There's no Christian TV. Not that those are always good things anyway back in the States. But we don't have those kind of resources. People are not exposed to things. The only literature they're going to get is stuff we supply them with and give to them. And we write what we can. All our books and tractats, we write and we produce that. That's no problem. But then we need more meaty stuff for the new believers sometimes. And the one guy in particular we have, he needs he needs some systematic theology. He hasn't had been able to own his own systematic theology text uh, where he gets a good understanding of how uh, all the different teachings of the Bible from different places, different verses put together to form doctrine and we understand what God says on specific matters and, and what the whole Bible speaks. A very important concept. Uh, we need to study systematic theology. Very, very important. But that and a number of other books we need. And uh, there's not a lot in Italian, but there are some good ones now in Italian. And uh, we need to purchase them. This particular text, I have a guy in mind who needs it. Wants it, and uh, but it's fifty euro. You know that's that's uh, that's a price. So, long story short, uh, books is something we're we're asking for, praying for. If someone could help supply that need, if you have fifty dollars, you want to donate towards books, you can do that through Practical Missions Cohort uh, through the uh, the general fund. Uh, if you want to dedicate five hundred dollars or more towards books, 
same thing. You can do that, the Practical Missions Cohort, and then we'll take that money and use it to purchase books to get into the hands of the people here. Uh, people need this stuff. It's very important. So consider that. If you have money and there's a way you want to be involved, uh, this is a very uh, tangible need, and uh, you can give to that specific thing. So please give that uh, some prayerful consideration. Thank you. Uh, ways, Other ways to join us in prayer, uh, continue praying for the book and in the track, the evangelism, like I, like I mentioned already. Continue to pray for long-term missionaries. We're really praying for some two-year terms, four-year term people to come serve, dedicate part of their lives to the Lord's work for this next church plant. Uh, we want to see a group of people, missionaries, working together uh, to serve the Lord in this in this area. And uh, uh, also, yeah, administrator, we're praying for that, and ESL instructor, director, evangelist, church planners, a variety of different things. Long-term missionaries, pray for that for us. Uh, a small group to take form here in Mestre, a group of believers, pray for that to happen uh, according to the will of God and financial uh, provision. Pray for that as well. Lastly, I'll mention a guy which isn't on this update named Vincenzo and his wife. I don't have her name yet. Uh, called in from one of our tracks we met. I mentioned him previous, previously in the last update. Uh, but uh, this guy has an interesting story. He uh, he was He's from the, the south of Italy, so he's got a different kind of character, a little bit different. Uh, but actually, his father was killed by the mafia when he was only eight years old. Uh, grew up in a rough area. Uh, and one day a lady was evangelizing him at the barber shop or something like that, telling him about Jesus because there's more evangelicals down in that area. Uh, anyway, he was about to, uh, another guy came in. He wanted to quick get out of the conversation because he doesn't want to talk about Jesus. She said, hey, where are you going? I'm talking about Jesus and you're just going to leave? While she said that, he stopped. His baby is in his arms and a drive-by, it's a wild area, a drive-by shooting happens and the two guys at the bar right next door were shot and killed. Had he gone out, had she not stopped him, he also would have been shot. Changed his life forever. He surrendered his life to Jesus Christ, uh, began pursuing uh, to know Jesus Christ, moved out of the area, took his family away from there, lives now here, works at the, the Venice airport. And uh, his only experience, though, since he moved here, was with uh, a group of, uh, I guess they preach prosperity gospel, because he's saying, the, the pastor's saying, I had a vision, you need to give money to this guy, da da da. And he's getting all the money in his pockets, all this crazy stuff's going on, and this poor guy was taken advantage of. That's the way the story goes, anyway. Uh, but now we met, and he was really, really encouraged to see us evangelizing, and he admitted he sh- he's drifted from the Lord now, and he's not doing well, he needs help. Prayed, met with him for a couple hours, we talked, had a great conversation, evangelized him, uh, prayed with him, and now he wants his wife to meet us, who's also happy that I was studying the Bible with him, these kinds of things. But we want to pray to see them get established, so continue to pray for this couple also. Vincenzo and his wife, they also have a son who's about six or seven years old. Uh, pray for... Pray for this family, for this couple to really get rooted in the gospel and in the word of God and become part of this core group. Uh, and that would be wonderful. As usual, if you go to our website, practicalmissions.org, you'll find on there a variety of blog posts, things like that, that you can always check out. Our previous update, everything is on there. Ways to get involved are always available now. Vision trips, internships, short-term, church planning, two- to four-year terms, teaching English, the videographer, and other things like that uh, here at PMC. The administrator position, uh, we mentioned that in the update. Two people commented they're interested. Uh, neither of them can do it at the moment, but they are seriously, prayerfully considering. Uh, so continue to pray for that for us. We would love to see an administrator come, live here in Italy, serve, play a vital role in the outreach and the mission and uh, the organizing of all things. And uh, and that's it. So thank you guys for joining us in prayer. Thanks for listening again today. And lastly, we'll just close with this. Uh, just a little thought here from PMC. Uh, we, we, we live in postmodern times today and often talk about being in post-Christian culture. That's what we talk about back in the States. Uh, Italy is postmodern also, more than, than America, uh, but not so much post-Christian. 
Italy is post-Catholic, and there is a difference. Just a closing thought for everybody. Thanks for listening, guys. God bless you. Until the next time. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.